It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the QGBN. Uh, Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. I think I said I'm Rusty Diamond. And uh, you can check out other great shows on the QGBN, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. This show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Fuck, Stoner Eats Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is great and sockemup.org. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday. I have a few shows going today, so you can check those out. I have this one. Uh, I'm doing a When the Gloves Come Off this afternoon and then doing another podcast episode tonight. So you guys are just going to be rolling and shit today. So uh, hang out with me while I hang out in my podcast studio. So I'm going to bring on my guest because it's starting to get hot in her. It's only 65, uh, but it's probably hotter in the house. Although I don't turn on the heat or the air conditioning, so I don't know. 65 in here, but there are some lights. These lights are hot, hot, hot studio lights. So I'm going to bring on my guest right here, right now. We have Brian Milligan. How you doing, bud? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing great. I've, I've been having somewhat, some people suggest that in my intro, so my intro and outro music, it, it has some, uh, well, it says motherfucker sometimes in it. And <laughs> that some people say, I don't want that. Um, and you know, that's fine. If you really don't want that, I mean, the show probably isn't for you anyway, but <laughs> um, if you ask beforehand, I'll go and I'll stop it before it says motherfucker. And I'm, I'm okay with that. But I've also had people that ask me to change it and post. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. No, nah, uh, nah. <laughs> th- This goes right up. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't want to, like we were talking about earlier, I don't want to spend extra time to do stuff especially for something like that where it's you know well, changing my own it yeah. doesn't bother me at all <laughs> okay well good so motherfucker so there, there's right. another one yeah. <laughs> so it, it comes on and uh yeah so it's nice to be able to talk about whatever whenever and i mean that's the whole point there's a I mean, on public access, you can do anything. Public access television, you can do whatever you want. That's right. Except for take a shit. Yeah. My, uh, my, my intro to public access is Wayne's World. Do you remember Wayne's that? World. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wayne's World, uh, party time, excellent. That's uh, right. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. And uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, it's like that. I mean, like that one was... Uh, you know it's like anyone can do it and i thought that was cool and there were there were some call-in shows Mm -hmm. that were um 
except they don't really do that as much anymore now call like the call in now is people messaging on, on things it's not usually people calling in you right. know now it's that's because yeah. people are crazy as hell dude. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and there, there's no crazy filter anymore uh, you know like you can just pop up and yeah. uh be like oh hey fucking say whatever you want that's right but, you know like even with those other ones it was i mean there's this one dude you know you put his home phone number on there people call up oh, um, which is crazy yeah crazy in itself but that guy was crazy he's the guy that i found out the reason the only thing you can't do on tv is shit um, that's <laughs> what like, got him tried it all <laughs> yeah that, that's what got him shut down <laughs> he he took a shit on on public access and that that was what they had to draw the line on well, I tell you what, I promise I will not take a shit on your podcast as long as you don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's cool. Well, you know, maybe we might because this is this is just the public access podcast, not on public access television. There's no uh, FCC we have to deal with here. Just YouTube. Right. So, right. so yeah. we might end the podcast with group shitting. <laughs> right. It, it may it might happen. I don't know. You know, um, yeah, just it just might not be on YouTube. It might yeah. be one of those Rumble exclusive episodes. That, oh, there that you go. Do. <laughs> they like that yeah. shit over on Rumble, you know. <laughs> I, I think so. They like pretty much anything. Uh, I haven't done anything that they haven't taken down yet. So, or that they have taken down yet. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's always a little bit of got to You got to push the boundaries sometimes. It's not yeah. not always for shock value, but you know. <laughs> You got you got to be able to push some stuff back in. So, um, I mean, yeah, comedy. Well, I'm is, open to wherever this goes, man. So, oh, I mean, good. If we, we start taking shits or stripping our clothes off, whatever, dude. I'm good. I'm good to cool. go. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. You never know when you got to fucking strip or fucking shit. Um, right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you take your pants off before you shit. So <laughs> that's crucial. Yeah, I think that's pretty crucial. And <laughs> but I mean, I've I've been in some spaces which I don't like calling them spaces because that's a whole different connotation of shit. Um, so with comedy, do you have any? Uh, are there any safe space comedy shows around where you are? Is that a thing down there? You know, not really. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm not in the whole scene uh, in every, you know, place in Florida. But, you know, mostly what we have is like dirty shows. You know what I mean? It's, it's sort of the opposite of the safe space, safe space show. <laughs> That's uh, good. So, so yeah, I, I haven't really come across any. I know <clears throat> some of the guys that I know that do like private gigs, they have to be like clean and stuff like that. And I don't know. I stay away from that stuff. I, I want to, I just want to go out and say what I want to say, you know? Yeah. I think that's important. And yeah, I, I, so like in, uh, anywhere on the West coast, like you're going to have places where you got to watch, watch what you say. That's right. Or else, you know, the comedy police are coming for you. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And same with, uh, in Minnesota, I like Minneapolis. I kind of got that as well, and mm. uh, Salt Lake City. If you can 
you know. Nah, I've I've been in several shows where comics have been kicked out for like saying fucked up stuff to audience members and stuff like that. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, like we're in a professional business and somebody's talking about raping somebody or something crazy. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no dude, safe spaces, man. This is Florida, dude. You could you could shoot somebody in the audience and probably get away with it. <laughs> yeah, and are, are you from Florida? Uh, I am originally, I'm originally from Florida, but I've, I've moved around all over. So I've lived in like California and Washington state, uh, New York, Georgia, South Carolina. I've, I've lived all over, man. What, what takes you uh, to other places? Uh, stagnation, really. Like I just can't, I don't, I don't like sitting still for too long. My wife's the same way, man. We just, we're vagabonds, I guess, at heart, you know, we like to move around and, and, yeah. uh, my dad also moved around a lot when we were kids, so I, I've sort of been my whole life, man. I we we end up going places like five or six years and then moving away, and <laughs> it's nice though. I kind of like it now. I got friends all over, you know. Yeah, it's always a, a couch somewhere, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but. so, oh, um, yeah. So then, I mean, so that's good that you know you got Florida and. Um, so, I mean, what was Florida like the last few years for you or like, you, you know what I mean? I don't want to say the, the words of, of yeah. that kind of stuff. What, what was Florida like? Was it kind of business as usual or? Yes. Yeah. So at first it was scary because you don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then once you kind of got a grasp on things, you're kind of like, it's kind of nice not having a lot of restrictions. You know what I mean? Like you can go do what you want to do. Uh, you know, you can, no, nothing was shut down. Like you, I mean, you kind of go do what you want. You know, there was no like overarching state rules that were like, you can't go to the beach. You can't go to the parks. You can't do, it was nothing like that. It was just like, Hey, y'all just live your life. You know, which I, I did eventually uh, i appreciated at first i was very nervous you know yeah but, and so the comedy stick around then comedy yeah, business so, usual so comedy was um it was definitely around it was at way less places um ar around here i actually was not doing stand-up at all during during that time oh uh, not because I, I was scared, but just I had not started yet. So uh, oh, I've okay. been wanting to do it for like 16 years. And then I finally I started all, almost a year ago. We're talking probably about a year ago. And uh, and it's been it's been really fun here, man. Like I've you know, I kind of expected when I first started, I was going to hit open mics for a long time. And, and I kind of I got booked on things pretty quickly. And then it's snowballed. And now I've I mean, I did six shows this last week. You know what I mean? Like, so Holy we, shit. yeah, we, we, I hit the ground running really hard, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's been awesome, man. It's, it's been one of my, outside of my, my kids and all that, it's been one of the better things I've done in my life. I, I've really enjoyed it. So, I mean, what kind of places are, are you, you doing shows at? Um, you know, mostly bars, uh, yeah. but, but we have, um, we let's see uh we have a couple of comedy clubs uh not far from me you know within an hour hour and a half drive um i've done done shows in in those places uh we have a sh we have a couple of bar shows locally that are really good 
so we have like one in our downtown area that's it's an open mic essentially but it um it packs out every week you know it's a small bar so we get like maybe 30 to 40 people in there you know max but it's every single week and then we have another showcase show on tuesday nights that's every week also and that is at this place that is i mean it's gorgeous man it's a three-story bar right on the water because i live i live close to the ocean and uh the middle room is is called the moon room because i'm also where like rockets get launched and stuff like that so everything out here we're the we're the space coast it's like themed all space shit and so uh uh the the middle room in this place is called the moon room and it's basically a big ass room with a stage and a bar and that place it, it packs out just about every week you know, around 60 to 80 people every single week, man. And and it's, during, it's such a fun place to do stand up, you know, like during so, the week or on a weekend. Yeah. On a Tuesday night, dude. Fuck, <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's weird, man. This, this, I live in a, you know, I'm not in Orlando. I'm in a, a place called Melbourne, Florida or Cocoa beach. Like all that is like right here in my County. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's, so it's not like this huge area, but I feel like, I don't know. I guess in the last couple of years, people have been starved for any sort of live live entertainment because our shows get get pretty busy, man. Like not every single week, but most weeks, it's it's pretty packed. So I mean, if you're doing uh, more than just comics in the crowd, uh, you know, you're doing you're doing all right. You know, you're right, man. I mean, some some of the Orlando mics you go to, and it's like, oh my god, there's there's nothing but co- comics or six audience members or something like that, and or you're going into a bar where they don't give a shit that you're doing stand-up comedy. They're just here to watch the Florida Seminoles game or something like that, and you're just a, a deterrence for them to watch football. You know, so. So you'll be in so, the middle of your set and you just hear somebody yell, fuck you. <laughs> and so, I mean, so they're not shutting off the, the TVs for you. No. What, those kind of shows. No, or the, the, that. <laughs> yeah, the ones where people are still playing pool or, uh, you know, um, or playing video poker. If yep. you're trying, trying to fucking get the people who are playing video poker, but they're That's right. I have uh, we have a place where they play pool and video poker. <laughs> All oh, like I mean 20 feet from the stage. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> so what what usually is your uh your method to deal with that, to deal with the people who are playing pool or uh playing video poker? Are you so I was in a rowdy bar on Friday night, okay? And it was it was a rough rough night it was packed there was probably you know 30 40 people in there you know non-comic people and it was it was so there was a lot of people they just did not give a shit okay they were just having conversations with themselves not listening to the comics and comics were just dying you know what i mean it was just one after another after another and i had a guy go up uh two people before me and he's a veteran comic you know what i mean and uh Towards the end of his set, they started getting really rowdy, and he just told them all, hey, shut the fuck up, you know what I mean? Like, just loud, you know what I mean? And then another comic went up in between him and I and just, you know, had a rough set, you know? And then I went up, and I was like, I'm just going to follow suit with what he did. I just started my set just going up there, telling them all to shut the fuck up. And uh, and they did. They shut up, and they listened. I had a great set. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, not too bad. <laughs> so... I, I guess that, man. I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> that's kind of what you have to do with those ones. I mean, otherwise, yeah, they're just going to 
fucking walk all over you. I mean, mm-hmm. you, do you have you have the microphone, or, or even if you don't have a microphone, and you got to fucking yell like you you command the room right there, and that's yeah. what that's about. I mean, it's it's hard when you got people that come in and they have their very written out set and they just try to do it, and then you got people fucking talking over them, not giving a shit, and then you just watch their their balloons slowly deflate and. <laughs> It's well, that's the thing. It, if it gets too much, I'll just like I'll like if I'm having a bad set and the crowd is being rowdy as hell, I'll just pivot and just start talking shit to people. You know what I mean? I like yeah. the set's dead anyway. I'm not gonna keep getting jokes out, so I'll I'll spend the rest of my time just heckling them. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> and yeah, with those kind of crowds, it's usually something that they enjoy. They en- yes, you know, yeah, the crowd they, work works well. Yeah, they wanted to be part of the show. Uh, or, you know let them think they're part of the show and yeah yeah, yeah I, I try not to do it unless i'm towards the end though because i don't want to invite them to start talking to the other comics too you know like some comics can't handle audience members talking to them so i don't right. want to i don't want to be the guy who's like all right i'm opening up the floor <laughs> you know but i don't know sometimes you need it you need to just have something on deck to just you know keep them quiet so yeah so when were you doing other kind of uh, public speaking or anything kind of beforehand to kind of? No, or... I was in bands for years. Like we, uh, yeah, not for a while, but uh, through my teenage years and into my early 20s, I was in rock bands. And so um, I, I in, in one of the bands, I was literally the guy who spoke. You know, I wasn't the lead singer, but he just wasn't good at talking to the audience. You know, he was a great singer, but it wasn't really his thing to like kind of, hey, how y'all doing? You know, or any of that kind of stuff. Like he just yeah. was like a shy guy. So uh, so I would do a lot of that. And then like two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago, I did the best man speech at my brother's wedding and I murdered, <laughs> you know, and I kind of was like, I need to do that. I Like I, I told my wife when we were 19. I, I like I really want to do stand up and she was super supportive you should try it you should go do it you know and I, and then we had kids like soon after that and so I just kind of put everything on the back burner and now I mean my kids are teenagers so I'm they're off doing their own fucking thing and I'm you know I, I got time so I just started doing it man you know <laughs> yeah. yeah now it's now it's time and yeah so I mean what would you play what what instrument were you playing uh, I was a bass player in bands. Okay, that was my guess. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I play guitar and stuff too, but not that well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was honestly, I was in good bands, but I was the worst player. Like I was. <laughs> but that's where you kind of want to be. You don't want to be the. I mean, once you're the best in the room, it's time to leave. Yeah, I feel so, like the same. The same can go for stand up. You know? absolutely yeah you yeah once you're like oh man i'm uh yeah i mean you i mean kind of for anything in life if you find out you're the best like if you're hanging around you're i mean you're just doing it to fucking stroke your ego but you're not growing at all exactly exactly and, 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 and i i i tell some comics because like you go into certain comedy scenes and there's like gatekeepers at the top you absolutely. know and, well yeah and they they've been doing it for a really long time and they book all the big rooms and stuff like that. And like, man, in my opinion, I'm just like these, some of these guys, not all of them, cause some of them, 
they they don't need to leave. You know what I mean? But some of them do. Some of them need to they need to be going into other markets. You know, like when I if if I eventually become the top of our comedy scene, yeah. I will absolutely leave. I'll go somewhere like once I'm super good, I'm going to I'm going to go to Austin or New York or LA. Probably probably New York or Austin to be honest with you, but somewhere, somewhere that's not here. Yeah. So Although with social media now, I feel like you can live in one area and sort of be seen nationally and just go out and tour from one area. I just don't think Florida is the right place to do that, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe one of those, uh, I mean, like Austin, like you're saying, not, nothing's too far away from Austin as yes. far as a flight or. Yeah. And it's pretty centrally located. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, it seems like their scene's kind of picking up there quite a bit now, especially in the last few years with, you know, what what's happened and yeah, all the clubs the opening up and famous comics moving there and uh, you know, famous shows being filmed there and all that stuff. Yeah, man, it's 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 popping. I, I have yeah. a couple of friends that have moved out there in the last year, and one of them is having incredible success out there. So. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a roadmap for me, you know. Like I, I have friends that are doing it, so eventually I'll I'll head pro- probably there, you know. It de- it really depends. I really like the New York scene, yeah. Um, but I know guys that have been there too, and they're like, "Nah, you shouldn't go there. You should go to Austin." So I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it seems like yeah, it's more like the you can do whatever you want, and you're also able to. I mean the cool thing about new york is it's close to a lot of other things but every time you have to go in there like unless you're living in the town i mean it's kind of a bitch to get over into there and you have to you have to pay money just to get into fucking town and 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 to get out of town yeah Um, well you're what you're in what connecticut yeah so i'm like it's like 80 minute drive to new york and then like 100 to boston but both of those i mean you got to pay fucking tolls to go into town or else you got to yeah. take some sort of bus or train in and and then by the you know by that time it costs some money but yeah if you're you're living in town it's it's all right but yeah um but yeah i mean like it's it's interesting like having to pay tolls to get into town like nowhere i've really have yeah. lived if has had that um I mean, I, I have to do I have to do it for Orlando. Like when I drive to Orlando, there's, pretty, I mean, I could take the freeway, but it, it adds like, I don't know, thirty minutes onto the drive. So I'm like, I'll just pay the four dollars in tolls to get to, you know. But I'm going yeah. to a free show where I'm not, you know, I'm not being paid, you know. I'm I'm literally paying gas money and toll money to go perform. So I don't know. You you. You just got to keep grinding, you know, in this, like you, you don't make money as a standup for so long, you know? And I mean, even when I do make money, it doesn't balance out the gas that I pay to, to get there right. and things like that, you know? So I'm doing um, my first paid, uh, I'm a paid regular at a club up in Daytona, a comedy club. And Shit, uh, so nice. I, I, yeah, I just, just got it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I'm doing my first weekend there at the end of the month. So I'm interested to see how much money I'll make from that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, 
do you get do you have uh any gimmicks or anything you got you have a you have a merch table or anything that you're gonna be nah not yet i'm not i'm not far enough along for all that you know like i i'm still building um material that's that's like i mean i feel like as a comic you never stop building material but i'm i'm just trying to get up to like a feature length set so like how long are you thinking or like what do you have now uh like right now i i could comfortably do like a 15 minute set you know Hell yeah. um, but i want to get it up to about 30 minutes i want to because i have I, I have a couple of buddies of mine that are headliners that take me out and they'll they would let me do 30 minutes if i had it you know and so i, I want to get to that point and then uh yeah and just try to make that the best 30 minutes i possibly can so uh, it yeah. takes time, man. You know, it's all it's trial and error with comedy. So you you just throw in shit at the wall to see what sticks, and then whatever sticks, you just try to make it better and better and better. So. And they're taking you out on the road at all? Sometimes, not, nothing out of Florida, but yeah. definitely, definitely like local local shows. Um, I went down to Fort Lauderdale last week or two weeks ago. And then uh, with with one of the guys, and uh, and then I the reason I got to be a paid regular at the comedy um, the, or the comedy club up in New Smyrna Beach is because I went there with a guy who was headlining, and I just I had really good sets, and the owner was like, "You're you're coming back here," <laughs> you know. So fuck you. <laughs> so I got lucky, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, you can you can learn a lot from the traveling with the the older comics and you know yeah. picking their brain seeing what's working for them seeing what can you know get get good feedback um you know craft some you know new punch lines new uh yeah you know, whatever well, uh, well, we had it we had a local we still have it i'm just i'm not much of a part of it anymore but we had a local podcast from one of our local headliners and um i was a regular on there for quite a while and he would bring in these like nationally touring headliners that he knew and so i would get these opportunities to sit down and get advice from guys that i had no business talking to and all that stuff you know like i, I mean i was, when i started doing the podcast i was like three months into stand-up you know what i mean Shit. so I, I you know i'm meeting guys that are t- like touring headliners and like they're you know, <laughs> but it was it was nice for me because I got a, a perspective on stand up that I don't think most people got right, like early on, you know. And so I was just actively trying to take as much advice from these people as I can, you know, make connections like that kind of stuff. But I've never reached out to any of them, even though they all said, hey, if you ever need anything, reach out, you know, or whatever. I never, right. I, you know, I <laughs> who the fuck am I? So I, I never reached out to any of them, but anything that they told me in that room, I tried to take and use as, as much as I possibly could at my level. So, and how's that been uh, working? It's been good, man. Like I, you know, um, the writing advice that I've gotten or, um, you know, like clean versus being dirty, like that kind of stuff. Cause you know, like when you first start doing stand up, and you see a lot with, with people, um that start is like they they almost like try to go for the laughs by being shocking instead of just being funny you know and i i'm no stranger to it you know my first couple months i I was doing exactly that you know and then i kind of realized like all right 
I, I found the error of my ways early on. And I, I was like, I need to just be writing better, you know, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be clean or dirty or any of that kind of stuff, but it doesn't have to shock the shit out of people, you know, like, right. so then I just started, uh, I got with one of our, our local guys here who's a fantastic writer. And I did some writing sessions with him and he kind of showed me what he was doing and how he's structuring jokes and things like that. And that really helped me, man. Like, I mean, for real. And so then I started writing just better jokes, you know, like just all around. And uh, for the last, like, I don't know, six months, I've just been trying to build like a solid set that I could do at comedy clubs or bars or it doesn't really matter where I'm at. It's not super dirty, but it's not super clean either. You know, like uh, just, you know, just trying to be more universally funny. Cause I had yeah. some shows, like I said, I'm on the beach, man. And we're in a, we're in a, a, a seasonal area in that, like the, the people from up where you're at come down here <laughs> during the winter time, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yep. And, and so, <clears throat> and I started like in September. And so by the time I was in, you know, October rolled around, we started having a bunch of older folks that would come here. And so I remember uh, like, I don't know, this fifth or sixth show I ever did, I was in a club and uh, a buddy of mine was like hey come come watch this show tonight because there's some good comics on it and then i show up and two of the comics canceled and so he looks at me even though i'd only done a couple shows he's like hey buddy i need you to do some time for me (laughs) you know i'm like okay you know and i get up i get up there and there's like seven or eight people in the audience and they're all like over 60 you know what i mean and they didn't get any of my shocking references or any of that kind of stuff so i just went up there and just bomb to silence for five minutes you know and i i realized that night i was like i need to find material that i can do to people in their 20s people in their 60s like doesn't matter you know i might i might you know they might gross them out a little bit (laughs) if they're like in their 60s or whatever or confuse them because they don't know what OnlyFans is or something like that i don't know but you know uh for for the most part my material now it it works you know it works in all audiences so yeah um i i did not want to repeat the five minutes of silence that i got from that room so um i don't know so were you it's, doing five i'm sorry no it's okay go ahead were, were you doing five minutes on that show or was it yeah. just okay no it was it was horrible that was my whole set dude it was just it like didn't get one laugh the whole night i was like oh no <laughs> so, so- did you keep you kept with it you kept with what your your set was written out and just even when it was every one of them wasn't hitting you thought maybe the next one's gonna hit the next one's gonna hit no i you know what it is i just didn't have i was too inexperienced i didn't have anything to pivot to you know so i didn't I, i hadn't done crowd work i hadn't done anything except just like dirty jokes you know and so uh, that were not very well written, you know, either. So I, I like, I don't blame them for not laughing at me. <laughs> you know, it was sure. my fault. <laughs> so I just had to, you know, y- you have to go through things like that as a comic. Yeah. You have to, because that's how you learn and grow. So yeah. you you got to have, I mean, you got to have a lot of shitty shows, man. You know, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I, I went months of bombing before I started having good, good, sets you know and and i'm grateful for it because it kind of you know like i said you're throwing shit at the wall so you never really know what's going to work and what doesn't sometimes the thing that works is like the 
like if I go tell a joke, some like sometimes half the joke will work and half won't, but it's not always the half that you think is gonna work. Sometimes the setup is like there and the punchline's not. You know what I mean? And so then yeah. you're trying to develop off of like the setup, you know, and, and I don't know. It's I, I like I like the writing process and and you know, discovering what is funny and what's not on, on a stage. I also heard it's regional, so maybe my material won't work up in Connecticut, but it works down here. So I don't know. <laughs> so, so speaking of, of comedy writing, um, so here's something I did just out of fucking, I don't know, out of curiosity. Um, I took my setups mm-hmm. for shit that I did in my first year. Yeah. And put it through ChatGPT and say, <laughs> write me, write me 10 new punchlines and then sort of give it like a bit of my my feel, like, you know, put it in my voice. And yeah. Three of them were better. Three okay. of them were for sure better. One of them was way better. And <laughs> it's kind of and then same with like same with music though too like so much shit i fucking written that i took me fucking so long to write and now it's just i can throw it in punch it in boom 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 it's done in a minute and a half and it's better than what i could do and um man i don't know how people are chat gpt stuff man i I mean do you think people are doing it for sure. Yeah. I, I know. I, well, a friend of a friend really uh, was saying that he what he'll do is he'll put his jokes into chat GPT and then try to get new angles on the joke. You know what I mean? So less punchlines, but more like, you know, he'll go give me a new angle on it. And uh, I'm trying to think he was he was talking about like a joke about bad drivers. This was like the example, you know what I mean? And so then he said, okay, like he put in his joke, which I don't remember what it was. And then he goes, okay, give me a new angle. And it was like Asian drivers, you know, like it's shit like that. You know, it was just like, it it just gave him different perspectives on the same joke. And I don't, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm whatever makes people better at comedy i'm 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 fine with you know like i i just like i want to be the sole person responsible for what i'm saying you know what i mean yeah. like it, it like it's selfish it's it, you know i i don't want to if i if i put out a comedy special in 10 years i don't want to have to credit chat gpt for it <laughs> you know? yeah i think probably yeah, a fair amount of them will have to um yeah yeah i know a couple guys but, that are definitely doing it though yeah like, for- and it's it's hard and i'm just like well shit like yeah i, I don't know i i'm so back and forth between it you know yeah. just uh i don't know like because well, it is like yeah it's almost like if you're not doing it you might be behind the times you know what i mean yep, that's kind of what I, but in that case i'm a little bit okay with being old school you know yeah, like yeah. i i I, there's no right and wrong to this you know what i mean right. like i don't i don't shame people like i said more power to anybody who wants to do whatever i just i don't know man like inside i'd feel like somebody else wrote my jokes you know and i i feel like i gotta be the guy saying stuff you know i gotta yeah. be the one who i want it to come all out of my head because like then you get the personal level of it you know what i mean you're getting me 
through my jokes. And so, uh, and that's where I'm trying to transition to, like as a standup is just like getting more personal with material and things like that and, and make it to where like my jokes are, they're exclusively me, you know? And, and you know so, your voice. yeah, they're my voice, but they're also stories about my family and my wife and I, and like all that kind of stuff, not stories. I'm, I'm more of like a setup punchline guy. I'm, I'm not, sure. I'm not really much of a story guy. But my jokes are about my wife. They're true things about her and I or me in general. I do, you know, six minutes of self-deprecation, you know, in, in my set. And so there some of my, those jokes are more like they could be any long haired guy with a beard. But uh, but I feel like some of them are more specific to me. So. I don't uh, um, and so I, I was going to go back to this. So. Uh... You know, dude, you're you're never too early in the game to set up a fucking gimmick table yeah. and uh, have merch, man. You know, like if you especially if you're traveling along, even if it's just some stickers or uh, maybe a, two or three shirts in each size, just yeah. carry them around. Um, it's not so a bad way. To we're talking about this yesterday or day before yesterday. And I have like two jokes that she was like, you should just put that on a shirt and see what happens. You know? Yeah, absolutely. She, she, I actually reached out to a couple of friends. I got a buddy who owns a t-shirt company and he was like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to order some shirts on, you know, on my account, because the shirts are cheaper if you order them in bulk. So he's like, I'll help you out. So I don't know. We'll see. I, it's coming. It's coming. I'll yeah. you <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's something that's there and it doesn't take up a lot of, I mean, w between carrying a, a bass guitar everywhere and maybe, maybe an amp or something or some chords or some pedals, yeah. to, you know, the, that's the awesome thing about fucking comedy. You don't have to bring a fucking thing with you. And if it is, it's just usually a, a bag or suitcase of merch. Yeah. And, uh, and that's all you really need to bring. Honestly, the transition from music, which which was years ago, I should also say, I'm I'm 37, and my last band I played in, I was like maybe 20, you okay. know. So, yeah. um, uh, so but I I played I started playing when I was I started playing in bands when I was 12. Oh shit! So I I had a good you know seven or eight year run of playing. The last couple of years we were sort of touring around regionally, you know, like not nationally, but just regionally where we were at, getting on bigger and better shows, making money and stuff like that, you know? So I think if I would have continued on with it, we, we could have, you know, we could have been in, a, we probably could have got bigger and better, you know? I don't know how big and better I, I would say, but uh, we had a really, really good band. And so um, the thing I like about comedy though, is that it's just me. You know, I don't have to rely on three other guys. I, it, you know, if somebody's fucked up, you know, I don't have to pick up the slack for them. Like I'm, right. it's just me, you know, and I'm not going to be the guy who's fucked up going up and doing stand up. So I, I like, I like being clear headed, you know, I, I'll, I'll have a drink or two after, you know, and smoke a little bit or something like that. But yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, I try to be as clear headed and professional as possible before I am. So yeah. Which is how I like important. to perform, man. I like even when I was playing music, I like because I want to. I want to give the audience the best show possible, you know. Right. And if I'm fucking drunk or something like that, I it just doesn't. It, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm not 
if I'm there to get paid, I'm not being a responsible employee, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I got that shit ingrained in my brain from school, I guess. I, I'm not sure. But and I mean, it's a hard thing if you're booking shows to, um, yeah. to not know who's going to show, you know, uh, like booking shows. It's like, like, I don't know. There, there's a line with, with, uh, and I'm trying to figure out which one are like the hardest to wrangle uh, yeah. between like, and they're all kind of in the same category. Um, pro wrestlers, musicians, comedians, and strippers. And like, <laughs> I, I, they're, they're all kind of about the same. Like you never really know what you're going to get and you, you hope that everyone's going to show up, but you have to be ready to assume that, not everyone's going to show up and you know i got i got you know okay with it because like some people like if they're just especially with comedy like you're having a really fucking shitty day Mm -hmm. and it's just like they let me know that morning or even early afternoon and be like look i'm having a shitty day this is gonna suck if i fucking come out yeah I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with going and getting someone I have ready to go um, to replace them. But you know, just some people I'll come in just completely fucked up and uh, like, okay, well, this is gonna be interesting. So I, I at that point was just send send their ass home. You know, like I've done shows with yep. guys that are hammered and it never goes good. You know yep. what I mean? I've never seen somebody just drunk as fuck just go up and kill it. You know what I mean? Like they're always slurring and the audience knows they're drunk. You know, it's, I don't yeah. know. I, 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 you know what though? Like, as like, I've had days where I've had like really bad days. Maybe I was like fighting with my wife or something like that. And then uh, I go out that night and have killer shows, you know? So I, I, I honestly, I don't try to have bad days, but I'll, <laughs> I'll still do a stand up show with on a bad day. I just want to, I don't know, because sometimes it ends up going great. You know, it's weird. I mean, sometimes your like mood carries into the set and it, you know, and it gets, you know, people, you know, people aren't really laughing because they can tell you're not really in a funny mood, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I just go up. I have wonderful sets, (laughs) you know, like just being mad as hell. Just and I'm not even like a ranter or anything, you know, just go up and I don't know. Maybe it comes through in the performance. I'm not sure, you know your energy for the night you know exactly (laughs) so yeah but also sometimes i bomb my ass off you know i mean it's it's you get you get both that's the thing i love about stand-up is you can go out on a saturday and have a killer set like one of the best you ever have and then go out sunday and do the same exact material in a different spot and bomb with it you know i mean like it's so so weird (laughs) i fucking love bombing yeah. there's some people can't do it some people it like deters them mm-hmm. but like you were saying earlier i mean you bombing like and i have this saying i say a lot you know once you shit your pants you can't shit your pants anymore like that's right that's and right. like you're gonna learn from uh fucking silence yeah i've um, seen some really great comics bomb too like i mean too. great in, in our area uh you know, we had, we had this one kid, uh, he's, he's the guy I was talking about. He's, he's blowing up in Austin. He's getting on all the big shows. He just, 
I mean, he's he's getting on with all the big comics, like everything, you know, he's a phenomenal comic. But literally the month before he left to go to Austin, uh, I, I helped get him booked on this show because I thought it was going to be great for him. And uh, and he he bombed harder than anybody. You know what I mean? It was it was it was rough. It was so rough. I mean, I could tell after the show was in his head. I felt I felt horrible for the kid. You know, yeah. I really did because he is a phenomenal comic. There's no reason he should have bombed. He just did. And uh, and he actually he it, like I said, it was about a month before he moved, and then he moved away, and he wrote a joke about bombing at that show, and it kills, man. Yeah. I mean, that joke is a monster joke. <laughs> and so I'm like, man, this guy literally took a moment where I could tell he was he was wrecked from that, you know what I mean? And just turned it into fucking gold, you know, like it's, I, it, that inspired me more than anything. I was like, oh man, like I need to, I need, I need to take some tragedy and turn it into comedy, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, that's, they're, they're one and the same. Yeah. They're, yeah. Tragedy, uh, you know, comedy is just tragedy with the punchline. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How long have you been doing stand up? You've been going for a while? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I've been kind of off and on since I started moving around. Um, well, I know you got yeah. a lot of, you got a lot of, uh, uh, titles before your name. I know you're a wrestler, a comic hypnotist, like you, yeah. you keep st stacking on jobs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one, I had something happens in transition. So like, so I started comedy in 20, 12 okay i think and so i was doing pro wrestling before that mm -hmm. and um i had a couple of really good buddies both who were relatively close to um you know yours of mine age my age mm -hmm. and both had i'm 40 40. Okay. And so, yeah, I think one is a couple years older than me. And then one is, I think, yeah, maybe like probably 37 now, 36, mm -hmm. 37. And they both, you know, doing great, kind of getting their name out there and uh, both ended up having career ending head injuries. And then oh, so, no. yeah, I had some head injuries before I got into wrestling. And so I was like, you know, I want to stay in wrestling, but I shouldn't be doing as much physical shit. So I'm going to go do comedy to work my chops and get yeah. myself better at, you know, being on the mic and whatever. For I was going to say, it probably helps in the ring, right? Like you, yeah. you know, yeah. start, you know, you, you have timing at least then, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. do, yeah. do you think that head injuries are responsible for you getting into uh, doing wrestling, <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I had, I had a good amount of them before and yeah, I didn't get into wrestling until I was 26. I think okay. I was, uh, yeah. And then, so yeah, that was what, 19, not 19. <laughs> I started in 2010. I started wrestling in 2010. So I was, yeah, no, I was 27. Uh, okay. Must have been 27. And then, um, so, so yeah. And then we, I just wasn't good. Were you doing like backyard wrestling with your buddies in high school and stuff like that too? Or 
Not really. Um, were, you, I, I, were you into it in high school though? Like, were you in the 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 big? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say their names. Like the big wrestling yeah. organizations and stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I've been a fan since I was a little kid, and okay. uh, and I mean, I wrestled in like you know school wrestling. I did. Mm-hmm. I did that. Um, I don't know. And then yeah, then I just i don't know i i got my ass kicked a lot you know growing up and Mm -hmm. and stuff so i was resilient uh you know and so yeah that that was kind of what got me in but i mean yeah like uh um when i was 18 before i graduated like the first thing uh like i i had a i could kind of go anywhere before I graduated high school and I decided to go to uh, uh, a big wrestling show um, to watch that. And that was like, thing. yeah, went to, went to Houston yeah. uh, oh, for yeah. it. And I was like, all right. But then, yeah, then, but I, I always had fucking, yeah. People telling me I'm too small. Cause I'm, you know, I, I since I was 16, I've been like, six one six two like 160 170 pounds like okay so i I always been smaller but then eventually yeah i I was gonna say i mean when i was a kid the wrestlers were all i mean literally one of them was a giant you know what i mean like so like they were all big guys but like by the time i was in high school there had they had some little flyers you know guys that were you know jumping around being crazy that were you know, probably about the same size as you, you know, maybe even smaller, you know? So yeah. I, I, I see the, the, the market did change eventually. And, and it was way more inclusive with size because it didn't really matter if you were, you know, the biggest guy in the ring, if you could do crazy acrobatics and stuff like that, you know, you're willing to put your body to, to the test on how far you can, you know, how many times you can fling your, your body into somebody or whatever, you know, like, so I respect a, a smaller guy, you know, going, hey, man, fuck this. I'm going to go against these big ass dudes, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, versus Goliath, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's what it would be. Usually it'd be me against some big dude fucking throwing my ass around, whether I'm the, you know, the the good guy and, you know, got the yeah. crowd cheering me or else I'm fucking on the mic and fucking pissing everybody off. Uh, and then. <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Do you prefer to be the hero or the heel? Oh, oh the heel. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. There's been, been a few times. I mean, do the first time. I don't know. There, there's been a couple of times, yeah, where I've had some fans that became quite upset with me <laughs> and tried to do some stuff to me. Um, <laughs> I feel like that'd be the funnest part of it. Just talking mad yep. shit to a guy who's like double your size. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, like doing comedy really was a nice compliment to that because, and then uh, doing comedy coming from wrestling was nice too, because, you know, they, they kind of help each other out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then. And then I blew out my knee and uh, that's how I got into hypnosis. Okay. So I was going to ask, do you, do you cross over the comedy and the hypnosis or you just do that nope. on your own? No, not at all. I, I've thought about it many times. Um, Cause it's, 
no reason not to. Yeah. Uh, I've done so. I did it at one show, um, but I'm a clinical hypnotist. I'm okay. not a. I'm not a fucking stage. Yeah, stage hypnotist. I don't do all the stuff right. like that. But I was doing a set one time, and um, I was the second to last person up. And the last uh -huh. people up was a group of two people that did comedy together. Okay. And so before I go up, I don't know what I'm going to say. Uh, sometimes I'll figure it out a little bit before, but like before any show, whatever, I'm always looking through the curtain, watching every audience member, what they're doing, what they're mm -hmm. reacting to. And so then I get up on stage and I say, do you guys want me to tell you a story or do you want uh, you may hypnotize you? And so uh, I hypnotize them uh, for relaxation. Okay. Which would be great if I was on last, but I was yeah. on second to last. Uh. So the people were fucking really hot at me after they were up after me because the crowds just sitting there fucking lulled to sleep <laughs> uh-huh and i'm like oh yeah, i'm fucking sorry man i didn't think that went through at all man. like and so i i stopped uh, doing that one but um yeah i mean it's i i very much am a proponent of watching the other comics like it's great hanging out in the green room backstage and everything but yeah that's why I also like going up on early because then I'll go and do that afterwards. But um, yeah. I want to know if someone's doing the same jokes I'm doing or, you know, similar jokes because yeah. I've had watched that one hosting, like seeing people do the same set, not the same yeah. set, but a lot of the same setups and shit as someone else. And it's just like, yeah. Oh shit. They weren't, they weren't paying attention and wrestling someone that's, you know, doing the same finish or you know having the same the the ref gets you know uh the ref, ref bump uh, like the ref gets knocked down in a match and you know all you know the cheating happens and it's like yeah. dude you like you got you got to make sure that you don't do that twice you like you can do it once and, and with comedy like i'm i'm always watching to see who is saying what because yeah you don't want to be up there doing the same thing. And so, yeah, and that's, I like, that, yeah, that's sort of why I told you initially, like I started trying to write more personal material, you know Absolutely. what I mean? So that I'm not really doing the same type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, cause how many comics do you know that do Tinder jokes or OnlyFans jokes or whatever, you know what I mean? And or like, Trump. You know, yeah, yeah. Or Trump or Biden or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? And so you, you i mean i see it you know especially if you go to open mic you know good god like there's a yep. there's a mic i go to sometimes in orlando where 30 something comics will show up there you know what i mean and good oh, god shit. like there'll be five people that do the same topic you know what i mean yep. and i'm like all right guys <laughs> you know like this is when doing <laughs> that jeffrey dahmer movie came out every comic in our area had a jeffrey dahmer joke you know i can bet yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I try to stay away from like hot topics, you know. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, they're fucking topical. They're good, and they're only. I mean, you can't really invest in a, a hot topic either. You can't invest right. the writing into the joke. You're gonna get. You better hope you get it fast because 
if I can yeah. tell a, a Dahmer joke now, like yeah. it's not going to have the same hit with the audience as it as no, it did. I, fucking, I, I, I literally saw a guy do a Dahmer joke like a week ago. <laughs> you know, it did not how, hit. how to go over. Yeah, right. It didn't hit at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and you got you got to be fucking able to like really get that part like yeah and yeah like to really know what yours is and um to get your know get to get to know your voice and like what you i know like i don't know i had this guy in wrestling and like the way to know your voice is when you know your voice and you can write for anything like that or mm-hmm. to do whatever is if you let you fucking Brian Milligan, the mm-hmm. comedian, you are in a fast food place. You order your food up at the counter and they go and they give it to you. And it's the order's fucked up. Yeah. And what you do there, what you do when you find out your order's fucked up, that's yeah. when you know your voice. <laughs> so the, once in, you can answer that question. In your weaker moments. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. And I'm, I I was gonna say um the uh shit I forgot fuck I forgot what I'm sorry go ahead I forgot what I was that's all right um but yeah I think that's I think that's important to get to yeah I mean it it takes a little bit of time to get it but I mean just being able to like you're saying like write jokes that are specific to you that you're not gonna have to worry about other people you know getting doing your shit unless you're good um, luck if you think you yeah. can do my material <laughs> you <Right>. know <laughs> go for it because yeah. <laughs> good yeah. god like you have to have lived through some of the things i've you know i've, I've lived through to fucking to talk about them man so yeah I, like I'm, I'm i'm trying to do all facets of comedy so i do you know i do mostly set up punchline jokes with tags and all that kind of stuff and uh and 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 crowd work is is something that i i i um excelled at sort of quickly on you know like i, I grew up in a house with two dudes that we you know, like my dad and my brother we just talk mad shit to each other nonstop. yeah so that's sort of what crowd work turned into for me it's like oh like i'll just pick on the audience a little bit you know i always i, I told you i always do self-deprecation up front like so that way i'm shitting all over myself first and then i yep and then i shit yep. on them yeah, because then you got you have the crowd fucking like it's it's all it's a fucking tried and true fucking method to yeah yeah start yeah, well, out with the well yeah. it works it works well because it eases their tension they're like oh this guy's funny he, right. you know and then I and then they're like well he, he was talking about himself a lot beforehand you know so all right yeah we'll, we'll accept him you know talking to us like that so it's it's not know. just like hey. This guy in the audience is a fucking dick. Look at this yeah, guy yeah. with the stupid fucking hat. This That's guy right. uh, over here, you know, like you, you're, yeah. you got to fucking, you know, if you say it all, like sort of like the uh, eight mile thing or whatever, uh, yeah. you got, if you, you say it all before, like then they don't have any fucking ammo to get you. And then like, I already said it all about me. And then now exactly. I can fucking shit on you and you're in on the joke too. And exactly um, i know i look like chris stapleton all right i get it <laughs> you know like, <laughs> right. so, and, yeah, i like and, all that shit though man but I'm, I'm also trying to do i and i haven't really broken into this too much but i want to get into telling stories and things like that 
Uh, I'm just, I, I'm very, like if you, and if I was telling you a story right now, I wouldn't forget a word of it. I'd tell it exactly as is, but something about going on stage and I'm telling a story, I will leave out important details and then I'll get to the end of the story and be like, fuck, <laughs> you know, like I fucked it up. God dang it. So I got that set up uh, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in there. And so I, I uh, typically I'll stick to like shorter stories, like, you know, yep. one or minute and a half or something like that. And, uh, and just try to get as much of the details as possible into that. Uh, and so that's, that's where like my, I dip my toes, you know, in, in a little bit with the stories, but I, I have so many things that I've written down that I'm like, Oh, I want to use this somehow, but I just haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to really work it out, you know? Um, I, cause you know, like we, you know, that's what open mics are good for, you know, like you, you show up, you, it doesn't really matter if you bomb, you're not getting paid to be there. You're just, you know, you're just showing up and just kind of doing whatever you want, you know, and you see that with some comics that don't have any punchlines or anything. They just get, I mean, they, we right. got a guy in our scene who dresses up in these elaborate costumes and he's, he's horrible. <laughs> he's so bad, but he's still wearing these crazy ass costumes. But, uh, joke is we also have a we have a show on monday nights and um there's another show that's like really popular on youtube that's exactly like our show um it's uh but essentially it's like you do stand up uh for like we we do it for two minutes the the more successful version of it is just one minute kill tony yeah kill tony yeah i i like i said man you don't you don't want to say all the the, yeah you know what i I also say my my friend that is blowing up in austin just became the new regular on kill tony so his name is cam patterson oh okay cool all right yeah they just just had their 10-year anniversary and david lucas uh retired from being a, a, a regular on the show and my friend cam is taking his place man cool. and so i'm nice, super dude. excited for that kid but uh so I, we do we do florida kill tony essentially where i'm okay. on monday nights and uh we film it for youtube put it up as a podcast i am not responsible for the show i'm just like uh, uh i'm just the regular like i do i do every week i'm also the door guy for the for the venue you know so yeah. <laughs> I pulled double duty there, but it's essentially that we do it every Monday night. It's the same exact format. We call it the kill Tony format. You know, we're not shying away from like saying this is that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but, uh, but that guy, the guy I'm talking about that's dressing up, he it was the first night he was there last night. I saw him walk up and I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> like not this fucking guy. Yeah. Cause it's still a, it's still an open mic, you know? So, <clears throat> so I mean, there's, I was also going to say this. I, I I was going to say this at some point. I was going to say it off air, but I, I respect you, your your not name dropping and uh, your your way of going around it. I was going to tell you that, but I'll, I'll just say that uh, that way. I, it's very easy yeah, to go on and and do yeah. that. And so yeah, I, I'm just going to let you know that. Um, and well, I I don't know what like some shows you because. I, I don't do a lot of like Zoom podcasts uh, occasionally. Yeah. You know, we have a couple of local that I'll, I'll like I do like the the Kill Tony style one. That's a podcast also. So but um, I don't know, man, like you never know what the host wants or doesn't want. So I just kind of I try to skirt around like a like a politician. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like yeah. skirt around the heavy topics <laughs> and, and not say names of things that are going to 
potentially make them angry, you know, like I, you don't want to give a bunch of free publicity for other things, you know, so they, right. they, they have their own publicity train. They can figure it out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. I like that, man. And uh, so then, uh, yeah. So where, where are people gonna, gonna find you on the uh, internet or in real life in an alley possibly? Yeah, uh, yeah probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, the best place is uh, I'm Brian at Brian Milligan Comedy on Instagram. Uh, you know, we uh, we also have that Kill Tony style podcast that releases on Sundays, like new episodes. That one is just called Unapologetic or Unapology. No, it's Unapology. Sorry. Yeah, Unapology. And you can find that on YouTube and and Spotify and all that stuff uh other than that I mean I post all my you know my dates for shows and things like that I'm doing a comedy competition tonight and about an hour south from here uh and then um yeah everything else you can just go on on my Instagram I'm, I'm there <laughs> you know if you want to yeah. see any of my stand-up it's all it's not all of it but it's on there you know so uh but yeah man I appreciate you having cool. me on here man yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for being on. I, I enjoyed getting to talk to you and yeah, figure out some some stuffs and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah see time. see how comedy is in other parts of the world. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. hey, if if you ever make it down this way, you ever come to Disney on vacation or whatever, you know, uh, hit me up, man. Yeah. I I I got you know i don't run shows but i know a lot of guys who do and so if you're wanting to get on some shows down here i can i can definitely facilitate that all right i have uh i need to figure out where that is i i believe uh i might be going to florida and sometime in the near future so um i'm not sure where it's a big fucking state it's like yeah yeah you're in miami like yeah, if you're in Miami or Jacksonville, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know a couple guys in each place, but not really. Central Florida, you come to Central Florida, I got you, dude. Cool. <laughs> you Orlando, Tampa, uh, uh, my area, like you know, Cocoa Beach area, stuff like that. I, I mean, I, I can, I can definitely get you on some good shows that you'd be like, man, this is this is a good scene down here. You know, <laughs> like it's this place yeah. is is awesome. So I'm really happy I started doing stand up here. Cause when I, I've thought about it for years. So like, I mean, I could have started anywhere along the way and I'm very, even though I'm 37 years old, I waited very long time to start. I'm very happy that it ended up being in this area. So, so think about, okay. What, what would you have talked about if you were 21 years old and you started comedy exactly. or you're, you, you had just gotten out of playing in a band, dude, if I would have started when I was 21, I, when I was 21, I was a fucking dipshit. Me too. Like, Me too. I had yeah. kids. I was still a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And, yeah. It, you started at a good time, man. It's, it's, yeah. uh, there's, I mean, yeah, like a lot of people. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, I, I wish I would have started later than I did. Like, you know, I, I started it. I was almost 30 and I still think that was even too young well, I, to. I, I feel like it was a perfect time because I got life experience. Yep. And I've been through some shit and now I'm like responsible enough as a person to not like, you know, get, like we were talking earlier, getting hammered before shows and all that kind of stuff. Like, 
man, if I was 22 years old, I would have been drunk as fuck just yep. <laughs> going up on stage or whatever, you know, high on mushrooms or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I wouldn't have taken it as seriously. And like now it's, you know, uh, outside of being like a husband and a father, man, it's, it's the thing I take the most serious, you know, like I, I really, I, I hit the ground running, man. Like I said that when I, when we first started, I, as soon as I started doing stand up, I mean, I, I was doing five, six shows a week, every week for basically the last year, you know, there's some weeks where I take off or do a little less or whatever, but for the most part, I'm, I'm hitting, hitting shows, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, that's, what's going to get you better. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're up here this way, uh, uh, in the somewhere up here if you're not in new york I, I i don't know enough in new york i'm still i'm still new to this scene but if you're over here in this this area if right. you don't you don't want to be in new york or boston somewhere in between yeah then right. can, we can work something out i'll take but, you up on that maybe yeah. cool all right, all right well, have a good uh, rest of your afternoon here or morning i get morning thanks. still yeah thanks man i all appreciate right. it yeah you bet all right. uh all right bye all right all right, that's uh, Brian. Uh, yeah, check him out. Check out Brian. Check him out. Don't be a dummy. Like, and I like it. I like that he's fucking going. And I, I like I said, I really respected him not doing the name dropping. Um, it's really easy to do name dropping, and uh, like I've done it a few times, and it's not necessary. And. Yeah, it's free publicity for someone who doesn't really need it. And I was like, yeah, man, I respect it. That's cool. I like this guy. So, yeah, check him out wherever you can. Follow him and uh, like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Ding the, the fucking shit. Uh, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can listen. Check it out on YouTube or Rumble. And, yeah, you guys... Um, check out other shows on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Fuck, Stone Reads Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sockemup.org. And that is the show, man. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right?